Welcome, welcome, welcome back to yet another edition of Days and Infuse. I'm Latham Woodward, your host. Today, we're very privileged to have Keith Via here, co-founder of Seria Beverage. Keith, welcome to the show. Hi, Latham. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure to be here and uh, really uh, have, talk about cannabis and how we put it into beer. <laughs> I love it. Two great things that go well together. So um, thank you very much for being here. Um, I came to you not only through some outreach, but through a friend of my father's, Jeff Blumenfeld, who I believe you work with, and they have known each other for very many years. So a shout out to Jeff for doing this for us. I appreciate a it. double shout out. Jeff is one of the most awesome guys around. I, if you've ever had a time to sit down with him over a uh, non-alcoholic beer or even a cannabis beer, he has stories. He's one of the few people I know who were actually at Woodstock when yep. it was in New York in 1969. <laughs> and he's got some crazy <laughs> stories. <laughs> I used to go to trade shows with him with my dad years ago in, in Vegas. So that's where we met many, many moons ago. And speaking of moons, you are the former founder of or the Blue Moon Brewing brand for Miller Coors. Is that correct? Well, I'm not the former founder. I'm the founder. <laughs> the founder. You're still alive. That's right. Yeah, Sorry, I'm still Keith. alive. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm the founder of Blue Moon Brewing Company. I retired. Oh, can we can we can we go and restart that that point real quick, Letha? We start where? No, just take out the part where we uh, so we can just flatly say that that Keith was the founder. Okay, you got it. Thank you. Okay. Five, four, three, two. So before we get too far along, Keith, I got to let everybody know you are the founder of Blue Moon Beer and Brewing, correct? That is absolutely correct. I started in 1995, um, started at uh, absolutely zero uh, in terms of volume and grew it to become the biggest craft beer brand in the United States and, and in the world when you uh, take into consideration the definition of, of or pseudo definition of craft beer. Yeah, and I believe I've seen your uh, Blue Moon Brewing not only all around the United States, but I've seen it in Europe as well. So kudos to you on that. Big move, especially at that time in our history and with craft brewing. So my hat is off to you. Um, let's start out this interview like I start out every interview. What's your historical relationship to cannabis? How did you come to it? Well, it's, um, yeah, it's a long story because when I was young, growing up in Colorado, uh, I definitely stayed away from cannabis because of the legal aspect mm -hmm. in Colorado. Um, I'm not sure how it is in relation to other states historically on, on their stances toward cannabis. Uh, but in Colorado, it really was uh, treated as a, an absolutely illegal drug. And if you were caught with cannabis, uh, it changed your life drastically uh, in, in a very negative way, uh, getting a job, going to college or anything like that. It, was, it would have been very difficult. So I stayed away, um, especially if you were a person of color in Colorado. It, it just was something that uh, uh, if you were caught with cannabis, it could just changed the course of your life so drastically. Um, and, and so I, I stayed away until it was legal. And uh, that's when I started experimenting with it. Yeah, I grew up a lot of my life in Wyoming. And um, still to this day, the same situation exists in that great state where it's a schedule one, no touchy deal so you got to stay away from it it will ruin your life well so, the funny uh, part funny part is that so many of the authorities don't realize that you could grow uh, federally legal hemp and through uh just a, some basic 
acid reactions convert CBD into Delta 8 THC and have some fun. <laughs> yep, I do know that. We make a Shuggies product with Delta 8 in it. So um, so for those of you at home who are just listening, you're not viewing this, you can look up Syria Beverage at Syria, that's C-E-R-I-A, infused.com. And you can also look up their just regular old non-alcoholic at seriabrewing.com. So look for those things online. And let's just go with the infused line. First, you've got two out right now, the 10 milligram with 10 milligram of CBD, and that's 10 milligrams of THC called Indie Wave IPA, which is right in line with the great beer titles. And then you have the Grain Wave, which is five milligrams of THC and zero milligrams of CBD. Which one came out first and why? The Grain Wave came out first, and it's a Belgian style white ale that I patterned loosely after Blue Moon, uh, because Blue Moon is my claim to fame, um, although not everybody knows that I'm the guy who created it, but they know, or they have probably have heard of Blue Moon Beer. And um, so since it's, it's my claim to fame, I decided that that would be our first offering from Seria Brewing Company. And um, uh, it's, it's a Belgian style wide ale brewed with oats, wheat, and malted barley, and spiced with coriander and orange peel and, and hops, of course. And what we do is put five milligrams of THC distillate into it to somewhat simulate the same reaction you would get from an alcoholic version of a Belgian white ale. So uh, for clarity, let me say that most people know that if they drink a, a Blue Moon or a Belgian white ale, which has typically five and a half percent ABV, alcohol by volume, most people can drink a glass and not fall over drunk. <laughs> they will most likely, you know, get a, a nice relaxed feeling and uh, have, have a feeling, I would say, that, that uh, it's taken the edge off of a, of a day. And so um, we wanted to simulate that same experience with five milligrams. And, and we felt that that was the amount that closely approximated the the feeling of relaxation for most people uh, and of course all of us are different and there are some who take five milligrams and they get a buzz there are others yeah. who take five milligrams and they have no feeling at all that they had anything uh, no reaction because they have a higher tolerance but the majority of people will will walk away after having a five milligram grain wave and they'll say you know I, I feel relaxed I feel a, you know just just like I took the edge off this uh, rough day I had. Right. And then going into the Indie Wave IPA um, with 10 milligrams and 10 milligrams of CBD, that's a little more of the heavy hitter version, as we call it. And um, what, what's the flavor profile in that? Much like a traditional IPA? So, yeah, it's dry hopped. Uh, that is Indie Wave is dry hopped with uh, two different types of hops, Citra and Amarillo, which are pretty popular in the craft beer world for dry hopping uh, IPAs. Uh, and it's a, I would say a medium bodied IPA uh, with that dry hopping aroma. So you definitely get the, the hops in the nose mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, spiced or spiced. It's uh, infused with uh, 10 milligrams of THC plus 10 milligrams of CBD. 
And the reason we put that CBD in is because there are some people who uh, take 10 milligrams of THC and they start to have a little bit of anxiety with their buzz. And to, to minimize that, and uh, to make for a more mellow buzz, we put in 10 milligrams of CBD. And um, because the other thing we have to realize is whether we believe in the, in the entourage effect or not, I, I think there is an entourage effect. Uh, absolutely. In Indie Wave, because the main terpene in all these hops that we put in is myrcene. And if you look mm-hmm. at what myrcene does, Uh, among the many things it does as a terpene uh, is that it does kind of jack up the, the effect of THC. And so, so what we want to do is, is um, counteract that uh, any any kind of a, uh, an anxiety type of effect as a result of jacking up the, the uh, THC activity uh, Mm -hmm. through the entourage effect. And we feel that CBD does a a really great job in uh, providing a calm, mellow buzz. Well, obviously this answer was given to you by the inventor because that was very comprehensive. Thank you, Keith. Um, Do you experience any issues utilizing a distillate product with regard to um, the, you know, the colloquial term dankness in uh, cannabis, you know, or do you really search out very high quality distillate? We use distillate for the primary reason that if we used a a whole extract of marijuana, uh, because by cannabis, I want to be very clear that we get our THC from marijuana, not from hemp. And so, so, uh, well, actually, I'll just use uh, cannabis from here on out. But uh, yeah, that's the definition for us is, is marijuana. So we use a complete extract, or sorry, we use a distillate because uh, a complete extract carries forward the terpenes and the dankness that you find in cannabis. And what we've found is that there are quite a few people who do not like that smell of cannabis, the dank, skunky, burnt rubber type of smell. Yeah. Most people don't like it. Uh, and so what we refer to it as, as a, it's a polarizing reaction, meaning that people either love it or hate it. There aren't a lot of people in the middle who say, oh, yeah, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I can have that. It's, it seems to be on the outer edges where a lot of people just smell it and they say, oh, gosh, what does that smell? I can't, that's pot. I can't stand it. Or on the other end of the spectrum, you have these people who say, oh, gosh, that's awesome. I love that aroma. Give me more. I can't get enough of it. And, and what we find are that the majority of American people are, are in the, the boat where they don't like it. And, and there's a minority. I, I would estimate it at maybe 20%, maybe 25% of people absolutely love the smell, that dankness of cannabis, but the majority don't like it. And so that's the reason yeah. we choose to use distillate is because uh, we isolate away distillate from the terpenes and uh, then we use that distillate, which only provides a, a bitterness versus any of the dankness or other terpenes found in marijuana or cannabis. So certainly that bitterness aids in kind of the taste profile. I'm sure you've engineered around for the IPA, especially. Oh, gosh, it's, it, it is a perfect match. It's a match made in heaven. And, uh, and what we find is uh, that bitterness goes so well with, with beer, almost yeah. any type of beer, because beer is inherently bitter because of the hops. And, and 
a lot of people don't realize hops and cannabis are cousins in the family of cannabaceae. And uh, as a, a quick aside, you literally can chop off a branch of a cannabis plant and graft it or, or glue it uh, in a botany type of sense, uh, glue it to the uh, uh, hop plant and it'll continue to grow and produce buds and vice versa. You can cut off a hop branch and graft it onto a cannabis plant and it'll produce uh, hop uh, cones that you can use in brewing. So they're, they're closely enough related that you can do that type of experimentation and, uh, and the plants are in, again in the same family. So we refer to them as cousins. You actually just beat me to my next question, but that's perfect because I, I did not know about the grafting. That's very interesting. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know about that, but I also did know that you can derive Delta eight and um, Delta nine from hops. If you manipulate it enough, correct? Well, not really because hops okay. do not produce CBD. Uh, they don't produce cannabinoids. They do produce um Alpha, a lot of alpha acids, which uh, are used in the brewing process, that um, they they go through a process called isomerization uh, that makes them taste very bitter. Uh, but they don't have any, uh, I would say, uh, physiological effect on our body in the way that cannabinoids do. So cannabinoids from uh, from the cannabis plant are very unique because um, they do have physiological reactions. We don't know all of the reactions, but there are quite a few that we know of. And some of these cannabinoids can be treated with acid to convert them into THC. Okay. I did not know any of that, but thank you. I appreciate uh, and, the knowledge. And if, I, if I'm speaking above your, your no. uh, the listeners, because I, I really want to make sure your listeners know as much as possible, and I'll, I'll tone it down if I, I, I'm speaking too uh, scientifically. No, I don't think so. Actually, the crowd um, in the cannabis field, especially people who follow podcasts about cannabis, tend to be fairly well-educated. I'm always amazed at the knowledge base of so many people. And like... Um, so many people come from different trades and backgrounds. I've met physicists, I've met chemists, I've met doctors, I've met PhDs like yourself who have come to cannabis and learned of its benefits for not only their health, welfare, and, and their, their state of mind on a daily basis. Um, getting away from this for a second, we just want to take a quick break and talk about sense distribution and the family of products we distribute daily around the state of California. Look for sense distribution online at sensedistribution.com. We specialize in maker products focusing on the artisan. We really try to give people a break in terms of bringing their unique, different, and interesting products to market on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. Look for Sense Distribution products at a dispensary near you. If you see something on our website that you do not see in dispensary near you, please either contact us at uh, Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, at sensedistribution.com, or just tell your distributor or your local dispensary that you would like to have access to some of the Sense Distribution family of products. We support makers, we support artisans, and we support the cannabis community. Look for sensedistribution.com online. Okay, you have a great partner. Your wife, Jody is your co-founder, correct? Yes, that is absolutely correct. She's the co-founder. She's absolutely, or she's the, actually the CEO of uh, Seria uh, Brewing Company. I'm the president and, and brewmaster 
And we found out when we started the company that we actually work well together. <laughs> That's a big plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we've, we've run into some other uh, couples who work together and, and it's, it's funny because you never know if, if you are a good work partner with your significant other. And for us, we found out when we started the company, we, we just assumed we could work well together and, and it turns out we could. So, um, so I, I, uh, leave all the kind of the business aspects to her. She, um, uh, handles you know, contracts and all of that and, and uh, the uh, negotiations with uh, uh, distributors, dispensaries and all that. Uh, and what I do is I really focus on the operations and the technical side. And there are some things like marketing where we do things together and sales. Um, and then we also have our daughter working with us. So Syria is a family, family owned, family run operation. So, after so many successes, obviously with Blue Moon and working for Miller Coors for 32 years, why are you, what was the personal motivation to get away from the alcoholic drinks and into the NA non-alcoholic and the CB and THC world? I, it's a fascinating arc. I mean, did you find yourself to be in a financial position where you could do what whatever the f you wanted? Right, you were going to just do it your way. Yeah, yeah, I could have retired and just gone to a. Uh, tropical island and just uh you know sit on a beach all day and, and but that's that's not my style i i love uh beer because my, my my whole life has been in the beer world and i have a phd in brewing and, and very few people in the world have a phd in brewing because it, it does take time uh and expertise to to obtain a doctorate in in brewing science yeah. um and and all my life, I, I've wanted to be in beer and really push the envelope of what beer could be. And being with Miller Coors for 32 years, I, I, at that end of that time, I, I got to the point where I actually thought that I had accomplished all I could accomplish um, in, in a, a big brewer format, uh, creating craft beers, mainstream beers, uh, and, and all kinds of uh, in-between uh, uh, things that had to do with beer. And so uh, not to say I was bored because I, I could still be there today being the brewmaster of the head brewmaster of Blue Moon Brewing Company. But I chose to retire because I, I saw that young people, I, I would say a lot of people, but mainly younger people, millennials uh, in particular, were drinking less alcohol. And, and I wanted to understand why they were doing that. And I found out that quite a few were um, experimenting with what it felt like to spend a weekend with friends socializing without being drunk or buzzed uh, or under the influence of alcohol. Yeah. They wanted to know what, what's, what's that like. And, you know, um, and, and once they found out what it felt like, um, some of those people gave up alcohol and some of them, uh, it turned into what we call uh, sober curious and, and, and uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly sober. So yeah. th these are people who, who Kelly sober give up alcohol and replace it with cannabis. Uh, You're sober. speaking to the choir here. That's me. <laughs> and, and, and sober curious, of course, are those people that just want to know what it's like to go, you know, without alcohol for a little while. 
And we also found out that uh, there were quite a few people who uh, were not drinking alcohol for, for a number of reasons. You know, some, some people have um, uh, practice a religion that forbids uh, drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are uh, women who are pregnant who do not uh, want to harm their, their fetus, their baby uh, with alcohol. So they search out non-alcoholic products. And there are people on medication that don't want alcohol. So any number of reasons exist out there for people uh, giving up alcohol for temporary spans of time or even significant long periods of time, including uh, just completely abandoning alcohol. So with that in mind, uh, I thought, okay, they're doing that. And are any of them uh, replacing alcohol? And as I said, uh, Kelly sober people replace alcohol and, and that, and, Part of that is the reason I said, okay, let's try to expand the envelope of what beer could be by replacing alcohol with cannabis. And and so that was kind of the impetus for uh, retiring and moving over into the world of cannabis and particularly cannabis beer. Well, God bless you for doing it. I appreciate that. You know, years ago, I went to brewing school. Um, I was taught by uh, Fritz Maytag himself at Anchor Steam. I was opening a brewery in Sonoma and one in San Antonio. And then the, the carb thing hit and uh, our bankers got cold feet and bailed on. <laughs> so I went to school with my uncle for years, uh, for not years, for, for months and months and months. Not like your program, obviously, but with, with Fritz at Anchor Steam, it was a great time in my life. And I really appreciated learning all I could from that great master. I'm sure you've, you've met Fritz in the, in the past. Oh, I met Fritz uh, and his... Uh master brewer but before they sold the company i remember uh, uh having a dinner with them and um just he's a wonderful person and um and i, I loved his beers out of anchor brewing company especially okay. anchor steam i mean that's that is a classic it's a california common is the style and it's a, just a classic beer that if if any of your listeners have not tried uh, that beer. I, I strongly urge urge them to to give it a try because it's it's an, oh, yeah. a, a true American classic. Nothing better than some Anchor Steam with some chipino and some French bread just sitting there. Uh, what a, what oh, you're you making like. me hungry. <laughs> there you go. Well, before we get too far, we do want to shout out your book um, available, I believe, on Amazon. Is Keith Via PhD Brewing with cannabis using THC and CBD in beer. You can, I think it's available probably everywhere. It's very affordable and then it's in paperback. So look for brewing with cannabis using CBD and or THC and CBD in beer. So got to give you a solid shout out there, Keith. Um, Thanks. Well, this has gone very quickly. Um, Fascinating subject, Keith. You're always welcome on the show. And by the way, before we don't, I don't say this, you're can is beautiful not just in the cannabis beautiful it is a beautiful can the design is amazing and obviously you've had a lot of years doing this because it's inviting uh, attractive it's got everything well thank you so much what we wanted to do was uh create a look and feel for seria that really had a crossover appeal uh to both beer drinkers and cannabis users we wanted a look that said okay it, it kind of resembles a beer, but at the same time, uh, was this unique look uh, that appealed to cannabis users. And um, and what we did is we, uh, first of all, of all, used the profile of Ceres, the Roman goddess of the harvest and of agriculture. Mm, smart. She's, yeah, she's the one who the Romans thought controlled the 
uh, success or failure of crops every year. And we thought, okay, cannabis is a crop. <laughs> why, why not uh, uh, borrow Ceres, the Roman goddess, and put her profile on our cans? And, and so that's what we did. And um, if you look at the, uh, the logo of her, she has uh, cannabis leaves. as a, she, It's a laurel that's on her head, a, a wreath type of thing, but it's a laurel. Yeah. Uh, they're cannabis leaves and hop cones. I uh, see that. That's what uh, constitutes her wreath, and and um, we thought that really highlights uh, the the DNA of what Syria is all about, and and the name Syria also comes from the campus where I got my doctorate in brewing. It's uh, an acronym, a French acronym that stands for the Center for Teaching and Research in the Food Industries, um, and on that campus. There are several schools that, that deal with food, the brewing school, the chocolate making school, the culinary school, the hotel and restaurant management school, and all those uh, type of schools and colleges that uh, uh, educate students uh, in the world of food. And so, um, and if you remember, when I said we launched in 2018, we were searching for a name uh, in late 2017. And here in the U.S. at that time, there were approximately 7,000 craft breweries in existence. And every time we would uh, search for a name that we thought was cool, uh, it was taken. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, when, when all the cool names are taken, you're, you're forced to really dig down deep in your your uh, brain cells to search for any kind of name. And my wife is the one who said, what about Syria uh, that had to do with Ceres and the, and the uh, campus where I studied? And we did a quick search and that name was not taken. So we said, yes, let's, let's trademark that name as fast as possible. And so we and, did and, uh, and went forward. And that's why Syria. she's the CEO. She's the CEO and, and uh, series is our, uh, uh, she adorns, uh, her profile adorns our labels and uh, uh, we haven't looked back. We're very happy because, uh, yeah, we love the label too. She is, the label is just beautiful. It's, uh, it's, it's it like is. a work of art. It is a work of art. And uh, you've brought new meaning to me when I go down to the Central Valley in California and I visit Sirius, the, the town of Sirius, which is oh. right between Modesto and Merced and uh, in the growing capital of the world right there. Well, and, and it's funny because we, uh, all the orange peel that I've used in my brewing career, whether it was for Blue Moon or for Seria, uh, comes from uh, uh, the um, uh, Central Valley of California. So, so we uh, we use California orange peel in all of our products because I I tried orange peel from all over the world, uh, Florida, Spain, uh, Israel, uh, you name the, the orange. Uh, source and I've tried it and the only orange peel that makes a, a beer to me that tastes wonderful comes from California and um, yeah it's just uh, uh, I guess a little bit of California magic that's in our beers. <laughs> well, I love hearing that being in California. <laughs> so we're at the point in the show right now Keith what I'd like to ask what I ask every guest tell us a stony story. <laughs> and that could be about you, someone you like, someone you don't like. Uh, just, just everybody's got one, you know. I, I guess the the f uh, funniest, most relevant one is when I was starting out uh, experimenting with cannabis uh, to put into the beers. Uh, of course, myself and friends 
had no clue as to how much how many milligrams it took for us to um, feel it. We we thought, oh, you know, 100 milligrams. That's not much. 100 milligrams. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's because uh, when you weigh it out, it's like that's nothing. <laughs> that, that can't. Yeah have any any kind of reaction on a human being yeah. and, and and so when you put that amount of of cannabis of thc into a beer and chug it down and wait it's like nothing's happening <laughs> and then when it hits uh it hits with a vengeance for people who have never had Boom. it before <laughs> yeah and and you you learn what the term couch lock uh really means yeah. <laughs> and so yeah that's uh uh, in the early days when you're experimenting and trying to figure out a dosage, um, anybody who tries this in the future, I would say, I would strongly advise, start on the low end, not the high end. <laughs> go low, low and slow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's that's it. Is there anything um, you'd like to let the listeners know about? Are you have any new products coming out? Are you launching anywhere interesting or new? Um, let's see, we're in Colorado and California, and we're looking out east now because there are several states that are finally uh, getting wise to, to, you know, cannabis because cannabis has been with us for so long, uh, and it was made illegal in the 1930s because of, I mean, you name it, uh, threats to corporate profits, uh, uh, the fact that that minorities were using it and, and it was a racist uh, ploy to, to make it illegal. I mean, it was never made illegal because of uh, the facts that they claimed. Uh, and that the facts they claimed were that it was highly addictive and it was dangerous and it led to, to doing uh, terrible things like things as worse as committing murder. It was never, ever proven to do any of that. And it's been with us. And uh, for us at, at Seria, we want to help educate people about cannabis and, and the helpful plant that it really is. I mean, look, look at the fact that uh, young kids with epilepsy are, now have a medication through cannabis, in particular, one called Epidiolex that actually oh, yeah. treats severe forms of, of childhood epilepsy. Here at the same time, when when the U.S. government was saying this has no medical value, uh, so so for us, um, we're all about educating people uh, in, in how helpful this plant is that's been with us for so many years, and and we hope that uh, other states uh, come along and make it legal so that adults can. Uh, participate and, and use it recreationally and responsibly the way they've been using alcohol. I, I don't want to paint alcohol into a bad substance, but I guess let's face it uh, medically. The uh, evidence is there actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With, with alcohol, I mean, there's, there's damage to the, to the liver damage to, I mean, cancer, there's, there's so many medical issues that have been reported in the literature with, with alcohol yet, Cannabis uh, has has been reported to be helpful in numerous situations. So for us, we are uh, looking forward to the day when we all can celebrate federal legalization of cannabis, uh, because to us, that'll be a holiday that we've got to uh, start celebrating the minute it becomes the day it becomes federally legal. 
Keith, what a great way to wrap up this show. You're a true proponent of the plant. You are a true believer and you're supplying something to the masses that they need and want. And you're doing it in a classy and good looking way. And obviously, uh, if, knowing your experience, it's going to taste great. I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to be in Long Beach tomorrow. I'm swinging by a dispensary to grab some. So thank you very much for being here. And for you at home, look for his book, Brewing with Cannabis, Using THC and CBD in Beer. And we've been privileged to have Keith Via here, founder of Blue Moon Brewing, and now Syria non-alcoholic beverages with THC and CBD. Thanks very much, Keith. I really appreciate your time. If you ever want to launch another project, you're always welcome to be on the show. And thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much, Latham. And and, uh, good luck trying our beers. I hope you start low and slow and and have a good time. (laughs) I will indeed. Thanks again. And this show um, will be brought to you this week, not only by Shuggies, but by House 420. The House 420 series continues. Um, I am the owner of the House 420 series. We just finished up Venice, California. We also finished up Oakland. These are by, for, and with the cannabis community. We only allow people who work in dispensaries or in the cannabis industry to attend these parties. It's a great time to get together with your fellow professionals, see brands that you've never seen before. Our event coming up in San Diego on May 19th, this May year after that, um, we'll have at least 15 brands there, all participating in a communal fashion. If you are in the cannabis industry, go to H or excuse me, www.haus420.com to register for our events. Once you're on the list, you'll be on that list permanently. Well, we've had guests like uh, Tito Ortiz, uh, MMA fighter, and we've also had Bill Romanowski and a number of other great guests. So look for us soon in a neighborhood near you across California. And as always, this show is brought to you Shuggies by Shuggies, S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S. Our heavy hitter edition is out with 1000 milligrams infused concentrate as well as 500 milligram infused concentrate utilizing next level nano 2O, the only micellia uh, mycelia infused concentrate on the market. Look for it at a dispensary near you. And again, thank you, Keith, for being here. And this is Days and Infused. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.